To celebrate the publication of Mainlander, Fourth Estate sat down with its author, Will Smith. Smith is a screenwriter of The Thick of It, Veep and more, and alongside Armando Iannucci, he devised Time Trumpet. In this podcast, we speak about the transition from writing for the screen to penning a novel, the creative process, The Thick of It, growing up in Jersey, and the happy accident of writing feminist characters. What was your first expression of creativity? Writing for the screen, writing literature, or acting in comedy? Ooh, uh, I, oh, me and my brother used to put on little shows for my, our parents and grandparents, things like that, so I was always kind of slightly cavorting around. <laughs> but then it was school, I wanted to act, but I wasn't good enough, so I was either given one line or I was the stage manager. But then I did like uh, sort of sketch acting at school and sort of writing. So I set up a sort of comedy magazine there and then made little comedy films with my friends. So it was it was comedy was the first okay. kind of impulse, sort of yeah, on stage and yeah, filming stuff as well. So is this why when it came to think of it, you are the only writer and star? You were like, my time is coming. I well, I, that was, that, it was a, I was going to say lucky coincidence, but. It, <laughs> I don't know. I was good because it was around the time of the Chris Langham thing, but then it had actually had nothing to yeah. do with Chris Langham. So <laughs> I'm not going to cause any kind of like controversy there. No, it was. We, I was. Up, we, I was asked to write on it, um, and then there was a there was a delay because of uh, the Chris Langham's um, uh, trial, yeah. etc. And in that gap, I was uh, cast in it for the uh, the specials they did at Christmas. So and then so then when it came to me writing it, I was already in it. So it was never a kind of two pronged thing. So I had to I had to audition uh, and they'd already sort of told me it was sort of based on someone a bit like me oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, temperamentally not politically yeah. I might add um, so <laughs> Tolkien obsessions etc uh, so they kind of it was a bit like me and then, so I had to sort of audition slightly to be myself in some in some ways so it was so it was good to get um, yeah and so yeah started in that and then then was writing on it as well for the next series so it was fantastic how did you for, were you writing for it before you started acting? No, I, I, I acted because it was just the hour-long special, so they used the sort of the existing writing team for that, and so I was just acting in that. And then the next series, I was acting, and we, me and my writing partner Roger Drew, were brought onto the writing team at that point. So mm-hmm. yeah. was it, I was going to um, ask about how your writing process changes when you switch to fiction, because I imagine mm. when you're working in TV, there's a lot of sort of bouncing off other people. And it's much more sort of group writing, yes. sort of experience. And then, how that? I mean, did you do a similar, similar thing when you're writing the novel, or was it sort of a cloistered? It's just you focusing on it. No, no, it's just me, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. I mean, because like, I've always, I've always liked doing all, all the things that I do really. So I don't, you know, ever really want to have to choose between them. But I did, but I did really enjoy the solitude of writing a novel, and also being in charge of all the decisions because, um, yeah, as you know, you, you, you. You're making every decision, and also the chain of command is smaller. It's when it, when it actually comes to actually publishing it, it's basically your agent and your yeah. editor, and then copy editor as well, maybe, yeah. and some other people kind of pitch in. But that's it. Whereas on TV and film, it, it you know it can be it's, it's a lot more than that, and people feel compelled to have to say something in some cases when they might not have much to say. It's yeah. a tactful way of putting it. Although the caveat I should add is that I'd be very lucky that for most of the last 10 years I've just been really working with Armando in terms of sort of yeah. TV and film that's, that's been on screen and and that's the chain of command there is me and then him really so it's it, what he yeah. says goes so I kind of have got protected from that really but but I did enjoy, yeah well that's what I, I really enjoyed just getting on with it and I didn't show it to people 
I think I showed the early chapters to people and then just to check I wasn't making a fool of myself and then sort of continued from there. I suppose there's also that thing of having a vision which you can completely tailor and it's sort of you're completely responsible for it. Yes. Whereas with TV, what you write down can be sort of interpreted in a million different ways by who's who's involved. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, and it, which I love TV and, and film, but it's it's much more collaborative in that you know you could spend a year um, writing a book or a year writing a film, but at the end of writing that film script, then it'll it'll start again when the director comes on and has his opinions, and then the actors and the studio and whatever, and people who are putting their money in, and so it all it's a kind of it's a rolling process, and doing the script is just the first part of it, whereas with a book, doing the draft is that that's it really. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you revise it, but it's not Did it's not as extensive it, as. Yeah. Did you find it quicker to to write the novel then than keep redrafting a TV show? Or? Uh, well, I did it over. It was over four years really, but that wasn't constant, and that some of that was finding an agent and obviously yeah. finding a publisher, and then mm-hmm. you know I'd done half of it, and it, and it's also it was you have to sort of let it settle really and the sort of story worked itself out and the characters became clearer as I went on so I think I could do it quicker this time because I think I was on a learning curve and I think I think I got better and you know well I hope I got better and uh, so I think I get to things quicker yeah. uh, doing another one and um, yeah, and you know the characters as well so if I was doing another one with these characters it would you know it would, it would definitely come quicker yeah. Do you think the order that you did it meant that you had a greater understanding of how to build a character because when I was reading it, that's what I think I said to you in an email mm. as well. So many characters, especially women, mm. I thought, were so well-rounded and you could really visualise them. That's I so that great was, to hear. Well, <laughs> no, no, I think that's really yeah. important because I th- one of my questions is, you know, they're not one-dimensional, which mm. is, you know, is, is very refreshing even now. Yeah. I wondered if that was because, you know, you've worked with or grown up with so many women. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's, it is odd that because you just think that you should be able to write anyone anyway, or, or, or maybe it's harder to write people from outside of your kind of cultural reference point or whatever. But like women shouldn't be hard to write. It's not like oh. it, it be, you <laughs> know. I, I feel that. I feel I shouldn't get points for writing women because you think isn't that that's the base level, isn't it? Yeah. You're able to well. write women. <laughs> but um, but I, I definitely I I did think very hard about all the characters, but I, I specifically I mean the the it's probably it's probably is easier for me to write men, so I really did focus very hard on the women and tried to make them distinctive and grounded and real and that's a lot of just sitting around staring into space and and then listen, I'd listen to a lot of music and just yeah. think and kind of writing about them but I, I can't say that um, I mean my, I was very close to both my grandmothers but I you know I have close female friends but I don't, mm. don't have a sister but so I don't I don't know where that if that comes from experience or just sitting down and trying to make it make them all make all the characters work Absolutely. as a whole yeah, but that's, br- that's so lovely to hear. Cause oh, that so lovely really to read. It means a lot. <laughs> oh, great. You know. It means a lot to me as a female reader. Yeah. Um, so about the, you know, starting with the influences mm. for the novel, where did you, what was your, what made you think, I'm going to write this? And would you think, oh, right, I'm going to get this from here, this from here, this from here? Well, it came about, if I'm totally honest, because I, I, I tried to write some novels before and they'd been, I tried to write comic novels. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was doing the kind of second, maybe it was third draft of, 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 no, I'd, I'd done a whole one. I'd done a whole book, and then um, my, my agent at the time had asked me to sort of rework it. So I'd sort of done the opening bits and then a sort of pitch, and I, and I was about to send it in. And then there was something I just, I just, I just like having lots of things on the go. So I thought, I, I just thought I'm going to start something else so that if this doesn't go anywhere, I've got something else to immediately kind of focus on. And 
it just sort of came to me just just the Colin City on the Cliff and Jersey and and I wanted to do something non-comic um, because because comedy you know it, it it was like taking away a crutch really because I, I find it you know um, I don't want to sound arrogant there just say I find it easy to write comedy dialogue uh, but it, it, but I've been doing it a long time and it it, it flows more easily yeah. for me to write comedy uh, and so it's more of a challenge for me to write dialogue that isn't ostensibly funny and and not to kind of paper over anything with humour and so uh, I tried to write straight fiction which I I'd kind of always had that mm. impulse as well I mean I, I read a lot I loved English at school and it had always been there that, that, that kind of desire to write something like that and so once I had that first chapter then it all kind of it all kind of flowed from that so it wasn't a kind of it, it sounds very pretentious to say it wasn't a conscious decision but it, it was it just sort of tumbled out of it yeah you know I guess because it, it you know maybe that world and that jersey or whatever is you know it's, it's ingrained yeah it's ingrained I spent yeah. a lot of time there and and uh I, I, you know that is that maxim of write what you know and you know I, I know it very well so it's very you know, it's, it's easier for me to bring that world to life than yeah. anywhere else. I think you can tell. I think when when we first, I f I, when I first started, someone mentioned the novel and they said, you know, we've got this novel by Will Smith. And I said, yeah. And it, immediately <laughs> you think, okay. But then, but my first thought was, think of it, Will Smith. Mm. And then it was confirmed. And I was like, oh my, oh wow. And I said, you know, I really desperately want it. I really want it. Can I read it, please? And then when I first got it, I sort of had that in my head that it would be a comic novel. I was sort of yeah. ready to, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay. So there's a definite shift. Yes. Because it's very witty. It's very funny, mm. but it's all very tight. It's not, you know, like gags. And, and so you, yeah. and you immediately get into that and you're just like, oh, okay, so it's a whole different, it's a different experience thing. what you'd expect. But it's, it's, you know, yeah, you can tell that you know your setting and that you know writing. Oh, good. Mm. I, was yes. gonna, I was gonna ask about the setting, actually. <laughs> yeah. In terms of, I mean, the novel, for anyone who hasn't read it, is a sort of, I guess it's a, it sort of uh, goes in the underside of mm. Jersey and goes behind the sort of facades. Mm. And I just thought that Jersey was sort of the perfect setting for that sort of thing, because it's got to assume a really tight-knit community. Yes. Who are very sort of either affluent mm. and sort of powerful or sort of the ephemeral people who come to sort of work in the hotels yeah. and are much less well off. And I was wondering if you sort of chose the setting to fit the plot or the plot to fit the setting, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was more the sort of plot came out <coughs> of the setting, to be honest. I started with the setting and, and then the, the kind of plot found its place from that point of view. But it, it, I definitely felt as I was doing it, there was so much potential for it to act as a microcosm for the rest of the UK, both then and, and now. I mean, I, I think it does reflect a lot of, you know, contemporary issues. <laughs> How, if you like. Um, how personal was it to you going through all those? Because presumably you left Jersey when you were 20? Uh, yeah, I moved there. We moved there when I was just for my seventh birthday. And then, you know, I went to university, 18, 19, and then sort of came back throughout that period. And then my parents moved back to the UK, I think sort of mid-90s, I think. So so I hadn't, you know, lived there since then. But I still, I still go back a couple of times a year. Yeah. Um, why? Why was? Um, why did you set in the late eighties? Was that? Was that again the natural uh, organic that, thing? Or yeah, was it just I, that wasn't when you were there. Yeah, I think it is. I have a lot of nostalgia for that period. I was, I loved growing up there. I was very happy, um, and I, again, I just thought it was something I, I knew. But it was I, again, it wasn't a kind of I want to write about Jersey. When shall I set it? It was, it was always going to be that. And then I think when I kind of, I can't even remember actually what I. Th 
got the storm. Thing. I mean, I, I know that once I had the idea of the storm, and then I found out that Black Monday was a couple of days later, and mm. I thought, oh, that's that's a really that's great. Yeah. You know, so that that sort of tightened the time frame, and then then once you have that, you build in the other bits. So yeah. it's it's all, you know, those in incremental kind of building building of the plot. Do you know what I like about the setting? It's that it would be so different if it were now and there were phones. And there was, yeah. Always, yeah, and there was always texting, you know? I know? So I think that really, and it helped me, it made me feel nostalgic for a time that I, I'm not sure, yeah. you know, I don't know. But it was it was really nice not to have, like, constant... Yeah. I interviewed uh, David Cronenberg a few months back, oh, and wow. he'd written about... His, his book, Consumed, is like a, it's like a techno mm. thriller, it's described as, and it's just, like, phones, cameras, 3D printers. Yeah. And you are so, like... Hit, you know, you're attacked with all this technology, and you're just like, whoo. So, this was such a nice. I read this after, and I was like, this is such a nice <laughs> a break from, from, from Apple. It was really, it was lovely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's bizarre to think of that time. I mean, you were saying you, 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 I presume you guys are younger than me, so you've grown up with. Yeah. You don't remember a time before mobile phones or. I think, yeah. Whereas, I guess in my, it was like in my mid teens that phones came out, but I, I find this like more and more, I think, artists and novelists are looking to. You know, be more nostalgic, or yeah. possibly set them <laughs> purely the because of the <laughs> plot mechanics are so They they ruin so many things now. That, that well, they just call them. You can't yeah. get lost. You can't yeah. miss anyone. You find out where you are. <laughs> but even in even in modern novels, I think you the, the authors often play down the, the amount of technology, or they don't mention it. And there's mm. this whole sort of sphere of technology that's sort of omitted. Yeah. From just because of plot. I know. It's yeah. <laughs> um, well that wasn't the reason no it was, it does, <laughs> but it does help you're right but I think it shows that it's an organic sort of thing that's stemmed from Jersey because I think yeah. a lot of a lot of what the novel's about thematically perhaps was an organic process, process mm. because the things about class or about yeah yeah that sort of side of things it feel natural it's not like you're sort of Soapbox Hopefully, yeah, not yeah. trying to hammer hammer things home, but it, yes, I think it just the setting just allows you because of the nature of, of the place, it, it allows you to kind of comment or illustrate those kind of issues, um, yeah, without hopefully getting getting too preachy. Um, I was going to ask about uh, harking back to the thick of it, mm. sli it's slightly tangentially. Mm. Um, the novel's sort of primarily character driven, I mm. suppose, but a lot of the sort of tensions within it. Are all you know between them, between the characters, and weighing down them are put sort of political. Yeah. And I was wondering it, again if you had that in mind when you were writing the novel, like you wanted to write a political novel, or uh, politics came secondarily. No, I think it probably came secondary. Uh, it wasn't that wasn't a kind of a kind of headline kind of ambition really. But I, I suppose that sort of thing will always. Slightly be there for me, even though I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think we. Were, I wasn't kind of asked to write in the thick of it because of, I was. Yeah. And you know, I mean, as a comedian or a writer, I wasn't particularly political at all in sort of subject matter. Um, you know, I think it was more that you know Amanda thought we were funny writers, so that you know. Um, so no, it wasn't something conscious, but um, I think it'll always get in. There. I mean, I, I mean, I find it quite hard to separate politics from. Life. Right. Yeah. Anyway, if you know what possible. I mean, it's the yeah. Yeah, it's not that you know it's the, the kind of issues of you know whatever people want to read into it. There, you know, there of you know I equality or kind of um, in the morality of, of tax laws, etc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is you know again is. But that's quite timely, really. Well, yeah, I, th I think it's always going to go on, and you know, I th I'm just, just, it's very different, you know, Jersey now to what it was then, which is uh, 
going to be my defence to the angry islanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly 30 years ago, guys. Come on. Have you thought about that at all? Oh, yeah. How yeah, very, yeah, 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 of course. Because yeah. I'm sure it'll be a, a novel that's of deep interest. Because I think when you, uh, especially when you pitch or sell a novel yes. to a certain, like we have the um, uh, county guides, which is these detective novels set in each mm. county. And obviously, you know, a Norfolk mystery went down a storm in Norfolk. Yes. <laughs> but I was thinking, yeah, is this, is this going to be more spiky to the people of Jersey? Or Jerseyans? I'm not sure. Jerseyer. I always get those, those two because one of them's in the, the, the kind of the local patois. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, mean, I, I go to one of the first people to read the finished draft was one of my closest friends who's from Jersey and she said that um, she said that it wasn't it wasn't that it was inaccurate but that some people might find it uncomfortable that you know that, yeah. that kind of portrayal she was saying yeah. that that definitely you know it's, you're not saying anything that isn't true or wasn't true then um, but people not, mm. might not want to sort of see themselves in that which you know I think is probably a, a fair enough point um, although she, was, she also said the thing they'll probably get most annoyed about is the fact I, in the draft she read I referred to people they'd sort of say I'm you know, I'm living on Jersey and it should be in. Yeah. And <laughs> it was little things like that. Island, that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a uh, little kind of local quirks of, of dialect that, that she thought would annoy people more. So so I don't know, but it is, it is something I'm, I'm conscious of because I think, I think well, I, I hope people, I hope people read it everywhere, but I, you know, I, I, I think there'll be a readership for it in Jersey because I think there'll be interest there and I hope people won't be cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming from Jersey, which is a self governed island, mm. and then coming over to the UK and having a car government yeah and writing about that and then going over to the US oh yeah and writing about gosh their politics <laughs> has that put you so are you do you feel completely away from it and you can say like this is what you guys do this is what this you is guys what do and it's all a bit mad it, uh, yeah that's, I hadn't <laughs> spotted that I'd done that <laughs> gosh yeah that's weird uh, what do I feel dist- enough enough distance yeah, so I can... you, you don't have any I suppose you don't have anything in you so you know I'm I'm stoically this party or that party so I don't really want to offend or you know yeah I, I, the, the Jersey political system is is quite baffling really because it, well, there's, no, there's no party so it's mm. it's just a lot of I, I can't I can't really work it out I, I keep trying to dip my toe back into it and and work out what's going on and it, it, it requires a time I don't have at the moment but I must <laughs> I must do that because it because it, it's fascinating but it's 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 quite um they're idiosyncratic, shall we say? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And but and there's there's lots of kind of you know uh, moves to try and change it and mm. adapt. But it's you know I mean I'm not sure how long we'll be able to remain outside the EU. It's all it's such an anomaly, Jersey. That's it's yeah. so interesting. That's so. the thing you never you never hear. You know, there's mm. just they kind of keep themselves to mm. themselves. You know that Jersey's a tax haven. And mm. I know what I know because my housemate at university lived. She came from Jersey, oh. and so I knew like little bits. Yeah. But after, I mean, I, you know, you have to do your research because yeah. I think it's quite. You know, where us we're doing what we're doing. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to know. <laughs> you know that sort of. So yeah, just. Yeah, islands are so just so good for novels. Like, <laughs> yeah, island it's right, novels. Yeah. They're just yeah. yeah. Something about ha- being able to have that all the social strata sort of neatly yes. in a location and it's totally plausible because it actually exists. It's yes. almost like a... Yeah, and, and the kind of everyone knowing everyone else's business is, yeah. very, is very much a kind of feature of life there. It's, um, I mean, when I, the first time I took my, my now wife went back to Jersey, the, the people we were staying with, who's the same person I got the feedback from the book on, actually, 
uh, I think when we got off at the airport and then we drove to their house and when we got there she she'd had a text from somebody who said oh I've just seen Will get off the plane <laughs> with a tall blonde woman who's she and it was just like what <laughs> it's just like neighbours or something yeah yeah it yeah. was <laughs> it was amazing scary. But it's kind of a gift. It's kind of a gift. It's a gift, yeah, for fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Although, everyone knows where you are. That's fine. Don't need phones. Well, it's great (laughs) when you're growing up there, though. It was, was, you know, it felt very safe and very, you know, you you can't get lost and, you you know, you can't fall off it. And, you know, it was was lovely to grow up in. I was going to go back to what you're saying about writing comic novels for a second. And I was just wondering where you would sort of taking your genre influences mm. from because I feel like it's it's quite a mutable novel and it has lots of elements of different it, yes, yeah. things it has as we said it has like a black sort of wit about it yeah. but it's also drama it's yeah. a mystery element yes. and it's so it's yeah yes I don't know how to sell it yeah. <laughs> or pigeonhole I don't know where you put it on the <laughs> yeah. you know you're right yeah yeah. which is interesting because I was good. wondering yeah is, were you thinking were you using any other writers for reference when you were sort of tackling that subject, or had you read? Did you research the Jersey background and that sort of thing, or did you dive in and just use your memories? Or uh, it, was, it was a lot of memories, and then when, then when I went back, there were things I got wrong, that, just sort of locational points. Um, mm. Like there's a, there's a sort of sequence in the uh, German bunkers in the north, and I sort of mm. drove out there. I was like, I'm sure there was a car park here, and <laughs> a, the sea was that. Oh God! And there was another bit where I, I had people looking out at the view from a car park, and then I went there, and there was this big sort of small hill in the way I'd say to my friend has that always been there <laughs> yes ah. so you actually went and mapped though that, that, was, uh, that was after I'd done it yeah. but just to make because I, I, I you know I wanted to make it's, because I think there'd be a local readership I wanted to make it as accurate as possible mm. geographically but I think there's one location I made up um, uh, I, I think Rob and Emma's house I made up and then I left it made up because I just thought well, I don't really want to use somebody's actual oh, yeah. address to, but every, all the other kind of um, Features and roads, I, I kind of made sure they were accurate. But you know, but partly because I, I remember, you know, when Bergerac was was out, people would get very annoyed there when they go, oh, he, j- he drove down that road, then took a left, and ended up somewhere completely <laughs> different. It's all, you know, so they, they get very irated about that kind of thing. And I, I just thought it would add to the kind of the sort of realism of, yeah. of it. But in terms of what you're saying about genre, I think, I mean, I you know, I love the the big Victorian, you know, novelists, yeah. you know, George Eliot, Middlemarch is one of my favourites, and. Um, uh, Tolstoy and but I also love John le Carre and, yeah you know you can and, sort of see both Middlemarch and John oh Carey good good that. well that makes me very happy <laughs> and you know and so I, I think that's definitely a part of it and also also I think having um, been writing sort of some film scripts recently and th- that just made me very aware of pace yeah. and you know because in film every scene has to have a point and it has to give you some more information lead things on and every act has to sort of turn things on and so I tried to do it with the chapters and make sure that you know yeah. there's something at the end that kind of hooked you in and took it further. It's like a motor. Co- yeah, yeah. To propel. But at the same time, I didn't want that to become predictable mm. or monotonous. So it's all about varying it so that the pace doesn't, you know, sort of feel at one level. Mm. Um, don't feel you're pulling the same tricks all the time. And I definitely tried to, to make it interesting yeah. from that point of view. And I think that's why it has that kind of that thriller mystery element as well as all the other stuff. Yeah, it has a lot of drive. Mm. Do you, do you uh, having, you know, having a novel published... Do you ever look back at old ideas for film scripts and things that never got made because of whatever restraints and think, you know, well, you could be a novel? Now, now <laughs> it could, now it could. I don't know, I, I've, over the years, I, I'm very stoical about things being rejected because I, I think, e- even if, uh, mainly because things never die. Mm. You know, in film and TV, it always comes back, especially if you have 
they eventually have some kind of breakthrough hit and they want anything you've got. So I kind of think yeah. it's, it's all there. But if nothing ever happens with it, I just think it's made me a better writer. I've, I've learnt from it and I've, I've moved on. And so when I do have something that breaks through, it, it'll, it'll be better than if I'd have had it at that Absolutely. point. So I, I, yeah. so I, ha- I haven't yet looked back and tried to raid yeah. anything. I mean, But I imagine you repurpose things all the time when you're writing a novel. You think you take something for the, that didn't work somewhere and sort of... Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything did come from this. From, I don't think... I'm not sure it did actually, but yes, there's the, you definitely you definitely do do that. But I, I think probably more within than the genres. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know because I, I, it very much felt like a book to me. This I never thought, you know, oh, I'll I'll do it as a film. I mean, I think I think there is film and TV potential in the story and the characters, but I didn't want to do it as that because it just it just felt like a book, and and that's what I wanted to do at that point. What do you sort of? Because when I was watching, I was watching Broadchurch yesterday, mm. as I think everyone else is, and that to me is the two can you know it's a small town, yes. untouched, and then something happens to shake everybody. Yeah. And I was wondering if you watched, if you're watching Broadchurch, obviously, let's chat about that. Yeah. But I just mean like you know, <laughs> does that come into? Did things? Did things like that come into it? Like I'm sure sublim- subliminally they do feed in. Uh, no, well, I, the, the, no, that that's going to be a complete coincidence because I I haven't. I didn't see Broadchurch when it went out because um, we just had our second child, and I think we could, it, it sort of the buzz started, and we thought, oh, we should watch that. And then my wife was just when she heard the subject, she was yeah. like, I, I don't want to watch yeah. it. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, you know, <laughs> not you don't sit down and relax. So we, we never watched it then. And then stupidly, I started watching it last week to think, oh right, I must see this. And I was like, all oh, right, that's blown the first series for me. I should have because I, yeah. I didn't know whether they're going to move it on to a totally new case. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, so, but I, I, I know I'm going to love it because everyone says it's brilliant, and I, you know, I know various people have been involved in it. And I think it'll be. I can't wait to see it, but um, but that's a coincidence in terms of kind of the themes or yeah, and for, uh, a happy coincidence for me if it, <laughs> yeah. if it boosts any interest yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, shall I, I ask the Veep question, mm-hmm. which is um, a what's it like working across the pond, and b do you when you're writing for an American. Do you consider anything differently to when you're writing to an English author? Do you find yourself sort of censoring certain parts or um, changing your? No, not no. We don't really do any of that. I think the main the, the thing we're conscious of is trying to is the accuracy both in terms of the story and also the, the language. And then you know we have people to help us look out for that. We have various mm. sort of execs. Who, we've got Frank Rich, who's a political journalist, who kind of gives us you know, fantastic guidance and all of that. And then we've got consultants who work in Washington who kind of look at the scripts mm-hmm. and, and, and do all that. So we're, we're not kind of, sens- we're not self-censoring. We then, we sort of hand it over to other people and they either go, that wouldn't happen or it would more happen like this or that's the wrong phrasing. And so it, it, it kind of gets sort of, we get helped along by them. Um, but in terms of working over there, it's, it's absolutely fantastic because the, the budget is incredible. Not that, that that's the be all and end all mm-hmm. of, of things, but it, I mean, I know, I know that um, uh, an episode of Veep costs the same as a series of The Thick of It. So, whereas in The Thick of It, you you would be told right, you you got you got these four rooms, these four rooms <laughs> in office to work with. <laughs> in Veep, you could pretty much do anything. So if you go, oh, we want to shoot a scene in an arrivals hall of an airport, <laughs> Helsinki Airport, which we actually did, then they just go to the Baltimore Airport and dress it to like Helsinki yeah. and hire two hundred extras to wander around. And you, I mean, you could never do that on a budget over here. So they can. Which in some ways it, it's quite interesting how it affects the writing process because with, with the limits of doing the thick of it yeah. made you 
you just have to work within the limits for his feet we can kind of we can sprawl a bit but and I, think, then... I think that completely supports each series though don't you like, yeah. I do imagine Westminster is just like brown yeah, yeah like, exactly small, whereas, whereas, like, like, rushed and claustrophobic yeah. whereas you know America should be like, bigger and, yes. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's great and, and HBO are fantastic they, they kind of mm. give notes but you know they're, they're, like writing a novel is like another release of limits because you yeah, can you just could, write yeah. anything yeah <laughs> well that it's really interesting actually because one of the things uh, you, you find with TV and film is people will just if, if a character if they'll just say oh, that speech is too long mm. just in a book no, nobody ever tells you I mean I don't know how Philip Roth would ever cope with I love I love Roth you know but and it, it's but it is bizarre I always find it bizarre that it's like you know oh, that, that speech goes on too long and people do speak for mm. yeah. you know long periods but it, but you just have to it's just pace wise in TV and film it's, everything has to be sort of clipped down and so so I do I do enjoy that you know, like, I mean, I was saying how you you want it to be tight and you want to move the story on and have those kind of like you know, elements to hook people in, but at the same time, I like the fact with a novel you can be um, yeah. uh, flabbier is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. You yeah. can sort of, sort of go off, ta- yeah, you, yeah, you can be tangential, yeah, 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 and you can kind of lull the reader a bit more, and you can take some detours and fill in detail, and it, it's just sort of just more expansive. So I kind of. I suppose I with, with film and TV, it needs to be snappy. You need to yeah. constantly watch it. Yes. But with the film, you do have that time to make up your own. You yeah. Know, sorry, to, film, but, sorry, novel. Yes. You have the time to sort of make up your own. It's more yeah. immersive yeah. in that in that way. So you can kind of sort of feel your way into things, and so it's, it's just different sort of modes of writing. So it's but it's it's great. I, I find they they both inform the other. You know, I learnt loads from writing the novel that will go into yeah. helping me write better film scripts and and vice versa. So it's just all. Would you say that you have good. a preferred medium? Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's probably whatever allows me the sort of greatest degree of control, really, and that, mm. and it isn't, and it's it's not about notes or interference. It's it's informed interference. Yeah. You know, I had fantastic constructive criticism on this from you know agent editor, copy editor, and and other people who I who I gave it to. So it's not that you don't want to hear necessarily necessarily want to hear you don't want to hear negative things. It's just that you want them to all to be working towards the same goal and yeah. so yeah everyone who worked on this with me just wanted to make it the best book that I could write you know whereas I so I'd rather do that you know yeah. for less money than do a massive film that ended up as something that was all bastardized and ruined and <laughs> <laughs> just which which yeah, it hasn't been my experience so I, I'm yeah. not complaining about anything specific but I you know I'm aware that 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 can be Should the fate of really screenwriters like, um, different mediums suit different subjects as well mm. and that you can explore things and because I feel like a lot of filmmakers are sort of looking at TV now yeah. as a more sort of novelistic way of doing a long a long form story yeah well all of those you know that, 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 that sort of golden age of HBO and FX dramas mm. with Surprise and Wire and Deadwood and The Shield which I think is hugely under, underrated fantastic series and yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's wonderful. Yeah, it's, fun, it's one of the best. When I was like ten. Yeah. Oh my god, my really? Oh yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. But I, I mean, I remember at that. I, I started sort of. I think I read less at that point because I was what yeah. they kind of took the place of my mm. big Victorian yeah. doorstops because they, they, you know, they, they kind of they had those elements and. Uh, so, so they, they. I mean, I think they're they're probably an influence on this. Yeah. The 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 book as well in many ways and sort of. Stru- sort of structurally and pace-wise and tone-wise and what they're trying to do. And I st- I'm just struck by the sort of last five years how novelists and TV writers seem to be, you know, flip-flopping. Like um, th- uh, 
the writer of True Detective. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Galveston. He wrote the book, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a literary professor, and then he's gone to TV, and you can tell from watching True Detective, it it, it watches like a like a yeah. novel. He's terrific. And, and I mean, he's a yeah. So it's interesting that it goes the other way with you as well. Like yeah. There seems to be quite a lot of dialogue between those. Yeah, yeah. I oh god, I love that series. It's oh, great. I can't wait for the new. I know he's so. <laughs> He's just on another level. I mean, just you go. Wow. Nick Casalata. Yeah. <laughs> I, have you read his book? No, I haven't. No, really no, I must to. read it. Sounds book. very, very up my street. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Have you, you, sorry. sorry. I must say another, a very strange, I'm sure not an influence, but one thing that sort of, Martina Cole. So some like a couple of the characters huh? in that really cool. Really. Out to me. This is something that I read when I again much yeah. younger. I shouldn't have read it when I was when I was that age, but something <laughs> like the, the, the sort of villainous intent. Uh, that really, that really mm. struck me, and I was just like, "This is completely left field, but absolutely amazing." Oh, great! So, which characters do you were you thinking of with that? Or so um, I don't want to. Oh yeah, don't ruin do, it. Yeah, do, actually, do no, okay. But, you know, oh, okay. No, not, I think not I know. Very nice, yeah, yeah and not very nice character. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought that is, you know, for me, like complete East End. Yes. Yeah. Girls, I just thought, where has that come from? But absolutely, absolutely amazing. Oh, good. It's so like that. I remember I was reading it. And I just sat up when I read a, a specific bit, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I get that sort of thing from a Martina Cole. Oh, okay. I haven't read it. I'm going to read her now. Um, well, she did TV as well, so yeah. she did yes. a, an adi- there's an adaptation starring Tom Hardy. Oh, um, is that yes? I know the one you mean, the Tom Hardy. What? Yeah, God, he's the, brilliant. The That's on my list of yeah, yeah, so a list of things I should have seen that I haven't. Yeah, but such a straight, you know, and such. I wondered if, yeah. that, if that was something you'd. Re- I just thought, you know, it's something. He's no, but because that's. It was so right, I'm glad that you think I can do those shifts without it. Well, yeah, you know, it's, I just. It's so nice to hear that you, I can write across a range of characters like that and have them because I, I I like the ensemble nature of it and the way they're interwoven and again that's that's something that it's also that none of them feel forced mm. and I think that so when you have all of the when you're sort of crossing yeah class and yes. creed and you know it can be sort of like people can become they can, yeah you know, caricatures it, slightly caricatures or, of exactly but I just yeah. I didn't find any of that and that is so again, yeah it's a it's a real yeah. skill yeah have you got any plans for another novel? In the pipeline, or have you? Well, I would love, you know, if sales and reviews are good enough, I'd love to, I, I would love to do more with these characters and that setting. I'd love to do a series of novels mm. bringing this up to the present day. Is my ah, my yeah. dream? Would you stay in Jersey? Yes. That's yes. Interesting. Oh yeah, no. It would, yeah, yeah. I, I have a, I have a loose plan. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to be explored in mm. in Jersey as well. I think that'd yeah. be a good thing. I think it'd be. But it's well. It's but also you can then go. You can kind of go anywhere because pe- yeah. you know people do travel and and the way that I set those characters up, they they have interests outside the island that you can then explore that will then come back to it. And so it it would that would always be at the centre of it. But um. But also. You know, backstory. Yes, I think that's really important. Yeah. Oh yes, this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell it's you. More to <laughs> mind. But no, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I just love doing it and don't you know want to get back to it to that to that world and and yeah and follow it through. Absolutely. Great. Well, thanks very much for talking. No, it was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Mainlander by Will Smith is published by Fourth Estate on the 12th of February and is priced at £12.99.